Hello. Hello. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Very well. What a week. Yes. Very, oh, what a week. Oh, my God. I went through all emotions. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's it, This is how it is. It's yeah. like this in the beginning and, and trust the process. This is, it's not you. This is how it is. And um, all of the things that I saw on your vlogs and all of your comments and everything on the group from our team and the other team, it's all part of the process at this stage. And it's great. Karen, you had me scared, you know, when you said that you're, you spoke to your mini audience and then you changed. I was like, what did she change? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just a guess. It's not like my niche. Just yeah, a guess. Yeah. They want to see more like diverse, like more like people from all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it was good. So tell me, t tell us a bit more about that, Karen, about um, the titles or whatever it was that they, they gave you feedback for. Um, they actually really like the the topics that I, 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 I come up with like 10 topics and they were like, oh, there's something like very, um, it's, it cover like all the topics they want to hear. So there must be some episodes they want to actually tune in. So, um, so I did like, cause I did recently, I did like a live book assessment and then it covers like 10 or 12 topics. So I just, just make my questions based on those topics like love, uh, intellectual, life in general. So yeah, so they were like pretty, they, they said there, there's no really no like constructive criticism yet, but they will think about it and they will bring that up if they actually have another like another thought about it. Okay, great. Did anyone have any titles from theirs um, or any feedback that was not so positive or any titles that their mini audience said, no, that doesn't really go? No? Cesar, how did your week go? Because I know you had some different experience. Oh, it went, it went uh, well, though. The title, when I interviewed my guys and uh, when I, as soon as I told them the title, they, they loved it. I mean, it immediately caught their attention. Where And some of them were members, you know, two of them were members of the fraternity and one of them was not. So all of them loved the, the, the title, you know, Masonic Muscle, it, it caught them right away. But the two that were members uh, were stuck on how are you going to tie in fitness with Freemasonry? Right. And I still don't I still don't know. You know, I still don't get it. And so I had to uh, work at it and tell them, well, you know, as men and as a society, we've been in a pandemic. We've been in the house more than what we should. We should be getting now that things are opening up. We should be getting out there. And the first thing we should be doing is try to get a little bit more fit in order for us to go out into society and be stronger, both physically and mentally and be and be the leaders of society that we're supposed to be according to Freemasonry. So that's where the tie-in is. You know, we're supposed to, we have these obligations we take uh, and these oaths that we take and a lot of them have to do about uh, around uh, being leaders and, and being, showing the way. So if we're not physically fit, we we're not gonna be able to do that as effectively as, as we would and then the tie-ins between, you know, the tools that were given in a, in, a, in a gym to create a better body and the tools you're given in a lot is to become a better man. And then they started seeing like, oh, okay, I didn't think of it. I didn't think about it like that. But on the other hand, 
when I asked them about, you know, what would they want or, or what would they uh, be interested in hearing in a Masonic podcast, that's where, that's where the, the gold was. Cause I had no idea what they were about to say. I thought they were going to, well, I had no idea what they were going to say and what they said made sense as soon as, as soon as I heard it. And then from there, it was trying to tie those things together. Like the vlogs that I put, that I uh, downloaded. Okay. How am I going to utilize this now? to rearrange my mission statement because I figure that once I do that, then the titles of the episodes will come naturally. Okay. All right. So did you get something from them that would help you with your mission, which was to bridge that generational gap? Did they give you something for that? Yeah, they did. They, they, uh, you know, they, cause as they were brainstorming and they were throwing ideas out, they, they, the things came up and, and all three of them, of them were the same uh so they gave me my focus you know what what the podcast should focus on as far as the masonic part and then from there now it's going to be uh, so now i know now i know what i should be focusing on as far as the podcast is concerned and it's unlike any other ones that i've been listening to and now tying it to the fitness part at the very end so they were interested in the origins of masonry which is like you know it goes back who knows how how long possibly thousands of years the his the history of freemasonry and the symbols like that like almost word everyone that's what they wanted to know that's what they were interested in and they, they want to keep knowing about that and then of course the fitness part they're like yeah that'll be pretty cool getting a workout in uh sharing your insights uh you know talking about nutrition everything that goes with fitness Right. And and now tying it in. So they, they yes, they did to answer your question. Yeah, great. Pavel, what was your your biggest takeaway from this week? Uh, do you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway was um, uh, was basically clarifying of the point of view that my potential audience have. And, uh, and basically realizing that uh, a lot of them are really appreciating uh, the long conversations between people and, uh, and uh, basically the whole story. A lot of, a lot of people I asked uh, told me that uh, for them, like 20 minute podcast, 30 minute podcast, they are basically useless because they, they cannot uh, penetrate the whole story of the person who's the guest there. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's important, isn't it? Because this week you're going to start recording the episode. So the length um, is really important because every audience is different. Absolutely. Yeah. Matthew, what was yours? Uh, okay. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, so mine was, I guess, just uh, what my desire was, like what was I trying to get out of this, out of my, out of my podcasting, which which I explained to them uh, what, I, what I love about uh, this podcast that I'll be doing is see, I go and do a lot of courses, a lot of learning. And to me, it's just a, another way to spend, let's say, an hour with the expert, but in more of a personal um, experience rather than being uh, a student on on the courses that I do. So so people just wanted to know, you know why I was doing it and what my – desire was and it and it and it's you know it's an authentic it's more just um the thing that i'm struggling with is the monetizing of it like i actually um 
probably don't value that enough and don't put enough emphasis on that. And I guess that will come up in, in time uh, because the more time I can can uh, concentrate on my podcast and getting a, getting the education out there for people, you know, I will do force and income from it eventually. So that's probably the part that I'm struggling with. Yeah, absolutely. And we are going to have a monetization workshop later on. Um, and it's a good question that they've, they've thrown out to you, um, but it's not, it's definitely not what your priority needs to be at the moment, but do have it um, there in your notes and just be, you know, maybe thinking about it in the background. Um, but it does take some time um, to monetize a podcast. So um, while it's good for them to ask you, you don't want to get distracted by that because they're your, and this is why I said, I think I put on the Facebook group to a couple of the comments was, Take what your mini audience say, but take it with a pinch of salt and with some balance as well, because sometimes they'll throw you right off <laughs> um, and they'll make you doubt a really good idea. Or remember last week when I was saying about nailing that pitch, sometimes you've got your pitch nailed and then they give you some feedback and you end up back at square one. Um, so you, you, there is a little bit of a balance um, that you've got to juggle there. But yeah, great feedback. OK, Eric, um, how did you get on? Um, and how's your pitch looking? Some of you, I would like to put you on the spot and make you pitch again this week because um, we had some messes last week, didn't we? Eric, you can be first. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I would prefer not to pitch right now because uh, my takeaway from this week was. Well, let me tell you why. Uh, my takeaway was that I was really looking uh, into this whole thing, um, not just on a task level, but more on a strategic level. So what uh, you know, looking at all the modules, kind of thing, just uh, making mind maps and trying to. Because I think uh, this is for me the most delicate and most critical questions, you know, who's my audience, what do I want to tell the people, and even if I'm talking to many audiences, for example, if they're business leaders, I might not have uh, a second or third try, uh, I mean, if they're friends, okay, it's easy, then I can ask them five times, but uh, I want to be kind of a little more certain what I'm doing uh, in terms of talking to the people, so I'll, I didn't have real discussions with potent, with real potential media audience, um, it was more uh, in my head at the moment. But I, I'm also not so worried about the, the next module. So for me, this is this is really key, getting it, uh, getting this done. I'm absorbing everything that you know you guys talk about, you know the the, the coaches and also my the peers. Uh, so uh, at the moment, I'm 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 not there yet. Um, I also didn't finish all the tasks, but I think I'm pretty close to 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 have a lot of uh, stuff ready. So that was my key takeaways. But I really want to think it through because I think it will. Then at the end, it will be easier for me. Okay, what will the episodes be? What will the guests be? Where can I reach out? Uh, and that's where I'm at right now. And also, in addition, I also try to, uh, that's also my management approach, kind of practice what you preach. So in terms of transformation, I'm also in a phase of transforming my own life, not just, you know, talking about it because it's interesting, but really all these things you can do, nutrition, sports, nature, um, and being in a state of motivation, I want to keep that flow and I want to do it because I want to do it and not because the deadline is in, in Wednesday. Uh, some of it might be, um, you know, uh, how you call it? Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm blocking maybe myself or it's pro procrastination, but 
at the end of the day, I, I feel pretty good about what I'm doing and I get a lot of progress, but not in the weekly task. So that's my status. Okay. All right. So this week we're going to start recording episodes. Um, so work to catch up as much as you can, um, right. because I will give you a heads up after this week, it starts to get really stressful. And I, I know I mentioned it on the main call, um, but there, it, up to now, maybe you've had the idea that this is easy and you can sort of drift through it, especially if you're used to high performance lifestyle, if you've been running a business or anything like that. Um, it can feel like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. This is nice. But the pace starts to pick up quite rapidly. And I would say between weeks three and six, it's easy for we, we start to get people dropping off. And we do get people who just get so far behind um, with the tasks that it just feels like they can't catch up, especially if you've got a busy life, if you're running a business or you've got a nine to five job and a bunch of kids and all sorts of other stuff going on. Um, try and trust the process and catch up. But weeks one, two, three, maybe it's okay to be, you know, doing what you've done, what you've said you're doing, go through that process, but knock it on the head this week. That's just a bit of advice. Okay, Yolanta, you had an awesome week. You were steaming through on that um, accountability doc. We just saw it going green, 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 green. What, what's been going on with you this week? Unmute yourself. I've muted everyone because of feedback. Okay, um, I really had a very difficult week. I hardly slept because I knew that the pressure will be on. So I really was flat out at, on Friday or sat my Saturday morning as I did express that. But uh, my takeaway was that never be afraid of approaching the harshest critics. I tried that in spite of my hesitance. And it worked, it actually worked. Uh, so that was very encouraging. I struggle a little bit with the title. When I express my creative ideas, um, one of the critics says, said, call it crazy, cra <laughs> crazy grandma. <laughs> and I said, well, that's, that's maybe catchy. But at the same time, it's not about me. It's about the music and the grandparents in general. So I still struggle with the title. And somebody gave an idea that we should present our titles to other members and maybe some great hints will arrive. Um, what do you think of that? That we can brainstorm each individual you know, suggestion of a title. Well, yeah, at this stage, definitely, it's it's a winner. If they're that, if your mini audience is that engaged, and you're getting that level of feedback and and commitment from them, keep going, keep going, and get into as many deep conversations as you can, as many brainstorms as you can, um, and then once you get that feedback from them, you're going to be able to polish those episodes, and also next week. Um, when you start recording, you're going to have a level of confidence because it does knock your confidence a little bit, this process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks so much. And also I put another question in the chat, whether we do provide our guests with the questions that we are going to ask them or... Okay, let me come back to that because I just want to go do a round, see how everyone's week was, and then we'll get on to questions. But you had an awesome week and you are our star performer for our group this week. You were absolutely brilliant. Um, okay. So keep that up. And um, we pick a star performer every week, guys, based on all sorts of different criteria. But anyone who we see is just shining. Um, and there were a number of you this week, but um, I think at this stage, just seeing how fast you got through the content and you we call that trust in the process. 
Um, and I think Eric made a good point that sometimes you're not going to get everything done because you're doing things your own way. Um, and that's okay from time to time, but we do want you to trust the process as much as possible, just so that you don't fall behind. So celebrate that, Yolanta, this week. Well done. All right, Amaya, you got a pitch. Come on, it's you that I'm going to pick on. Tell us about right. your podcast. So I'll start with the pitch. I yep. just want to have a disclaimer. Uh, I was inspired by Brian Bruce's Defy pitch last time, which is really focused on... Uh, people who are passionate about co-creating the future of financial freedom. So I borrowed from the same idea. My podcast name is Biohacking Your Best Life. It is all about total human optimization. The target audience is all conscious biohackers who are interested in co-creating a new paradigm of health and well-being. I'll be calling subject matter experts from around the globe to discuss the 10 fundamental pillars of health. By doing this, it will shave off years of uh, research on their own. And I promise to upgrade the lives of the listeners in as little as 90 days in all 10 fundamental pillars of health and well-being. Thank you. Okay, right. And now I'm going to mute you and I'm going to pick on Christopher. Christopher, what do you think of his pitch? Thank you. Uh, well, it's uh, it's uh, pretty clear because it's uh, narrowed down to uh, people, as we were commenting in the, in the other chat, like it's really clear that he's directing his um, his podcast to people that are already knowing what is a biohack. So uh, I like the fact that it's pretty clear and is directed and it's, it's narrowed down to to that uh, community. Okay. All right, Amaya, um, tell us about the feedback that you got on the titles. Then now that you've narrowed down and you've got. Yes, uh, to be honest, um, I just posted before our call the titles of the 10 uh, topics, basically, which are basically for me, it was very easy because it was the 10 fundamental pillars of biohacking, right, or health. So I just posted on WhatsApp before our call started. So I have not received any feedback as such, but I'll be happy. I posted it on Facebook as well on my WhatsApp group for mini audience as well. But if you don't mind, I can quickly share the 10 topics. Topic one, light up your life or know your light or let there be light. It's all about natural and artificial light and how it affects health. Topic two, EMF or the unseen force affecting your health. So it's all about EMF, natural EMF as well as artificial EMF. Topic three, sleep like a baby. Topic four, movement matters. Topic five, nourishing nutrition. Topic six, hydration for peak performance or water is life is water. Topic seven, relationship Rx or relationship fix. Topic eight, purpose, passion and profits or the hero's journey or follow your bliss. The key word is finding your purpose. Topic nine is about mental health. So it's uh, mind over matter or mental hygiene or mental health solutions. And topic 10 is all about emotional health. So it's emotional freedom techniques or emotional freedom. Simply. So these are the 10 topics. And it's directly correlating to the 10 fundamental principles of it. Simple as that. Okay, so it's nice and tidy. I think that's it shows you that you're on the right track. When you can align your titles, if you get to this stage, this is a tip also, if you're not here yet, Eric, maybe you're not quite here yet, but when you do get to this point, if you start umming and ahhing and thinking, I don't even know what the titles would be, that's a sign that you're not tidy on your niche or you're not clear on your mission. If your titles are nice and clear and they align and your mini audience is saying, yeah, that's a great title, that means you're on the money. 
All right, so that's a good tip there. And um, Yolanta, I think you agree with that, right? I can see you nodding because you passed that and Karen, you passed that point. All right, Misha, you're up. Last one, give us a quick pitch and then I'm gonna take questions uh, on the current module. All right, hello everybody. Um, my podcast is called The Fearless Future Podcast and it's for people living in Switzerland aged 35 to 40 who are afraid of losing their job to technology or to AI and who actually want to do something about it and get to know some tools on how to deal with that fear. Much better, much better. And how did you get on with the mini audience? What did they say? Well, <laughs> um, they were a little bit confused, I have to say, because some thought it was a podcast about the future, about AI, about technology, on some information about that. And they didn't quite get the concept that it's some information about the future and then some tools on how to deal with the fear of that. And I'm still not quite sure on how to integrate both of that. And my take now is, is to split like the whole podcast in three. It's, uh, and it's three sections. It's one section, it's future. And it's called, it's time for future, future, future. Then it's time for tools, tools, tools. And when I have guests on, it's time for guests, guests, guests. It's like uh, just a little wordplay I want to do. But then you have like, you, you communicate to the, to the audience clearly what you're doing in the podcast. So information about the future, podcast done. Next podcast is uh, tools on how to deal with the fear of that uh, technology. Yeah, so okay, that's so that, that's going to go into your scheduling, it sounds like, as well. If you're going to have like a pattern, that's a good, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, probably a good way to describe it, is if there's a pattern to your episode, sometimes people do like one guest, one solo, one guest, one solo, or they do features, or they do once a month uh, on another thing. But yeah, start, that's good thought as well, to start thinking about how what Christina mentioned on the main call, which is time management, will fit into how you schedule your podcasts. And yeah, very nice. Okay. All right. So let me take some questions from you guys, um, because I want to give you a chance to fire anything to get you prepared for the next week. Um, was it Yolanta? I think you were trying to ask me a question earlier. Jump in. Unmute yourself. You have to unmute. Okay. Yes. Okay, good, thanks. I just had to find myself on the screen. Okay, yes, uh, the question whether we should send the, our questions to the guest. Did I ask that question? Is that the one you picked up? I think you might have typed it in the chat on the other call, but we don't. Yes. Oh, yes, whether we should ask the uh, send our questions to the guest so they prepare the answers. Mm. I do. Okay, I'm going to tell you my personal opinion on this. Um, I don't like scripted podcasts, but um, I think they, they lose their authenticity. That's one thing. They lose their, you lose the art of authentic human conversation, and it's a very important skill to have as a podcaster. I can't stress this enough, how much you need to be a good conversationist. You will run into problems later if you rely on the scripted uh, answers. When you're uh, listener is hearing the conversation, they can kind of tell that your um, guest has had a chance to have the questions and they plan them. And sometimes the cheeky guests will come and read their answers. So they'll type the answers or write them out in response to your questions and then come and read them. And it's really not a nice um, experience or a nice episode for the listener. 
Now, what I will say to balance that for someone who's incredibly nervous, a nervous guest or a nervous podcast host, some scripted uh, questions. So you could give them, say, three, maybe the first three to kick off or some to structure the episode to give you a bit of uh, peace of mind and also to give them a bit of a chance to know what's coming and then have some other unscripted questions that you ask them or um, a spin-off questions that they don't know about. And that can give you a little bit of a structure with the balance of authenticity if you're a bit nervous. But what I would say is be brave and um, you're all good conversationists. You know, we can see that here and you've got lives where you talk to people all the time you chat to people all the time and podcast is about talking so um not talking too much as i said in the beginning but the art of conversation basically so take a risk and see how it goes but don't be afraid to try a mixture of some scripting and some you know not um but stay away from the fully scripted uh, interview it's it's awful i was thinking of some general questions like the, with the focus on instruments of focused on the voice. So they at least have got some idea uh, whether that would help. Yeah, and you can give them a theme. You can give them a, a heads up for you, for example, on yours, you can give them a general idea of what the theme's gonna be so that they can go away and have a think about their career or about their experience in that field and know what they're gonna come and answer on. But if they're experts that fit your niche, they should be able to have a conversation you know, around things without having too much uh, information or too many questions. Thanks, thanks Carla. All right, what else do we have? Um, Eric. Uh, how should the first solo podcast relate connect to the other episodes with guests what are the most important things to think about good question um you need to think very carefully on your solo episode um this is your introducing yourself um and your podcast to the audience so this is why i've been going on for the last couple of weeks and putting you on the spot about the mission and polishing that pitch because you're going to kind of do an extended pitch in this first episode. You're going to talk all about your podcast, the story behind it, and you're going to make that connection, Eric. So the question you've asked there is how does it connect? You have to decide how it connects and you have to make that come across in that first episode. Does that make sense? Jump in and tell me your thoughts or where you're going with that. Yeah, it makes total sense for me. Yeah, I just wanted to see what so if you have any, you know, hints. That's what I thought. You know, once I have the mission statement and once eventually I really have some of the guests and and, and a thread, it's way easier to connect the dots. Obviously, because then you know why you connected it this way. But I think that was a good good feedback from your side. That's enough for the moment. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right, and I would say the tip that is to be authentic. Right. Be authentic. Be authentic. Be authentic. I'm repeating it because it's a must. Maybe. And Maybe the only question that came to my mind, but you already answered it, is basically it will be an introduction and an extended pitch. And even though in the future we want to focus on the guests, this is the chance to, you know, get also maybe some personal insights and, and why you're doing this. And that's exactly what I wanted to know. Yeah, tell them who you are and really yeah. try and connect with them. Connect with them on this first episode so that they'll come back and see what guests and let them know that you're doing it for them. Right. Um, your audience really want to know that the podcast is for them. And you could give that away in your first episode about how, you know, follow, follow the course format as closely as you can on this one, but be authentic. It's mm -hmm. really important. No excessive scripting and definitely no reading. Um, don't read, don't write it out and then read it because we can tell and we'll be listening. 
and we'll be checking and your audience will know if you've done that and it's really wooden it's not human and it's better to have you know a bit of uh, 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 stumbling and things like that that's authentically human than to have this really polished super um, fancy episode with lots of editing and stuff it's just not human it's not real um, and like I just said conversation is everything now people want to feel like you're connecting with them um, and you guys as well especially after the year that we've had globally lots of people are looking for connection they're looking for people that they know care and that want to talk to them and listen to them and all of that so let it come across in your um, solo episode all right, what else do we have? Would also love to know about purchasing microphones as it takes a few weeks. Yeah, Christina mentioned this before last week. If you 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 have you should have ordered it already, actually. Um, if you're in one of those places, because we mentioned this last week. If you haven't done it, do it now. Um, but also we did say that some of the standard equipment, the headsets and mics that go with the good mobile phones now, they're okay to get you started. Some people even record their solo episode directly into their mobile phone mic, and it's good enough. Don't let tech issues be a source of procrastination and excuse making this week. However you have to do it, you can do it like this on Zoom. Open Zoom, talk in Zoom, download the audio and put it up as your first episode. There are lots of ways to do it, so um, just go ahead with whatever you have, but do order the mic if, you, if you're planning on using one. Um, order it ASAP. All right. Um, Matt says, title of podcast, when people search, does your title need to be specific with your message? I think I'm trying to be funky with a play on words. Okay. Click in and explain. Elaborate on that, Matt. Yeah. So I've got three titles at the moment and my podcast is about growing food. So when people search, does that need to be my title. So I've got three titles. One is Growing Food in Living Soil. But the one I was originally going with was Living Soil Cultivating Awareness, which is, which is my point of being a bit funky with words. Like I like that, cultivating uh, awareness. And then the other one is We Are What We Eat. So I'm just wondering whether or not I need to be more specific, which is having growing food in the title. So then people know that's what the podcast is about. And then all those other uh, layers of conversation uh, are going to be there, but to try to net the the specific listener, which is people that are curious about growing the healthiest, cleanest, cleanest food. So how important is the specifics of your title? Um, I think keywords is, is very important. You need to do a little bit, and this is for all of you. Good question, Matt. Do a little bit of searching about keywords in your niche. Um, do a little bit of searching about what gets up there on the algorithms all over on the different platforms in your niche. And also put your title and all of that language to your mini audience as well and get them to tell you. Because if you've selected your mini audience well, they're probably already listening to stuff. And also that exercise that you had last week where you had to go and research the competition, go and have a look at all their stuff online. Um, snoop on their social media, look at the descriptions below their YouTube videos and look for the keywords in your niche. You'll see them in there. Some people, especially if they've got a lot of followers um, and they've already built up a good audience, steal keywords from them. Um, but also think about the difference between the title of your podcast. You really got to nail that. You can change it later, but do some research. If you're still not sure about your title this week, before you launch the podcast, do a bit of research to find out what are the best words to use in the title. But separate that from copy language. 
So there are two concepts. There's the title language and then the copy language. The copy language is all the descriptions that you're going to have elsewhere underneath videos, in your social media, in posts if you're a blogger, um, the hashtags and all of that. That's all copy language. And they do overlap and interconnect with each other, but you need to do separate research for each one. Does that make sense, Matt? Yeah, yep. it's a little bit of an extra exercise. Don't let it sidetrack you too much, but do a little bit of research if you're if you're interested in making sure that the language is spot on for um, both your copy and your title, because it is important. You can fix it later. It's not urgent at this stage, so you don't all have to go and do it if you're not bothered. But if you are bothered, just do a bit of research, but no more than an afternoon or, you know, a couple of hours. Yep. Don't overdo it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eric, uh, someone says, is there any recommendation for the art of conversation? Oprah. <laughs> Oprah and any good interviewer, Brian Rose, um, anyone, your favorite podcasts. I would say one thing I would, I've definitely learned from my journey as a podcaster is no day should ever pass where you don't listen to a good podcast. If you don't listen to good podcasts, you will not be good at podcasting. You, it's a must. So rather than books, I would say, listen to good podcasts. Look at who's up there in the ratings. Some of the people who are up there in the ratings, they're not, they're not great. So you're going to have to filter. Um, but have a look at good interview styles. We do this later on. There is a module that comes where we look at a range of different interview styles and we teach you to find out what yours is. But listen to your favorite podcasters. See who's up there at the moment. And you know what I would say as well? Look at the ones who are on YouTube. And look at the way that they interact, look at the body language, look at the way they are present with people, look at how they look at the guests and things like that. Um, and that will give you some tips and some, some cues that you can mimic on how to have a good conversation. And I think the same things apply in podcasting as apply in real life. You've got to look at the person who's talking. So even in Zoom, you know, you're not going to be over there if the audience or your guest is there, you know, so be looking, be present. Show that you're listening. Um, don't be on your phone. Uh, mute all your notifications. Make sure that you're present. Those things are really fundamental at this stage. Before you start reading books about more in-depth things, get the basics right. So be present. Um, don't talk over your guest. Definitely mute notifications. It's horrendous when your notifications are going off and your phone rings. Don't this is one I want to remember to tell you, don't do your first episodes with guests on your phone, unless you really can't help it, but don't do it on your phone. Um, because if your phone goes off or something happens, it will make you nervous. If you're a perfectionist or you're one of those people that gets really nervy and gets embarrassed, which most of us do, podcasters are mainly introverts. So we get uh, foresee about things like that. Um, and then when someone rings you in the middle of an episode or your phone dies or something like that, and it just throws your whole game off. Um, so prepare ahead of time, make sure your charge is plugged in and everything's on point and you're ready um, so that you can be present and not, not lose it. You know, that's a, a simple thing that I would say before you get to books. Um, so who was that? Christopher, does that answer you, Christopher? Yeah. Okay. All right. And Eric, one more question. I might want to do German and English, depending on topic and guess. How would you comment? Yes, you can do both. Um, obviously, if you do it in German for the purposes of this course, it's difficult for us to give you feedback on your episodes. So I would say do it in English so we can get you off to a good start. And then there's no reason why you can't translate those eight episodes later into German and have two products. Why not? Why not? 
Um, and it's great as well, because maybe one will do better when it comes to audience uh, or monetization, and you'll be able to compare the results, which is also great for business. It's having two products, isn't it? Um, Christopher, what if mini audience is mostly not in the edge and the sex that I want to focus in? Okay, jump in and explain what you mean there. Oh, yeah, basically what I wanted to say is like, um, uh, I wanted to focus on male that are between 35 and 40 years old who already start their spiritual path. So, so I don't have, unfortunately, a lot of men, uh, men uh, friends that are uh, in that process. So all the people that I interviewed, they were female and they were in different uh, range of age. So, so I am not get, I'm getting their perception. I'm getting their point of view. And females, I, I, I think I'm, I'm not assuming, but I think they are more connected with, uh, with dieting, nutrition, and towards a spiritual path. So I don't have men uh, friends that are like, um, you know, in that. So that's what I'm trying like to. I'm not getting probably the right uh, feedback. Okay, so I'll say two things there. There's a difference between um, your the description or the avatar of your ideal listener, so who's going to be in the audience, who you're making the podcast for, and who is going to be a guest. And sometimes when you're getting feedback from the mini audience, they're a combination of both. There may be a mixture of people that you might want to listen to your podcast and people that you may have as a guest. And I think particularly in your niche, um, you do find it tends to be more female dominated. So I think you're going to have to figure out at this stage where to find men who are interested in that. And I would say reach out in social media, go to social media, see who's out there in your niche that are guys. Um, a, a quick way to do it is maybe go to Instagram or any other social media, follow someone who's doing something close to yours. Um, and then have a look at their followers and maybe reach out or start to follow some of those people, connect with them, get information from them, um, talk to them, tell them, hey, I'm starting a podcast and, you know, I'd like some feedback. Because if you don't have anyone in your close circle, no colleagues, friends, neighbors or anything like that, that fit um, as a good uh, mini audience member, it can be a challenge. It can be really frustrating. So you're going to have to reach out. Also reach out here in the group on the main Facebook page. Just drop a vlog there or a post there and say, hey, guys, this is my uh, mission. This is what I'm looking for. If there's anyone here who's in that space, um, I'd love to get some feedback from you. Use the, the people here as mini audience members if you're not getting the right reaction outside. Um, that's also something you can do because everyone here gets it. They know why you're asking. And you don't need to do a massive introduction to convince them to, to do it for you. All right. So, and if he reaches out to you, say yes, because <laughs> you know how it feels. Okay. All right, Pavel. Okay. 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 So uh, I want to expand on your, uh, just uh, expand on your answer about the bilingual podcast because uh, what I want to do, I want to have guests that are also from Czech Republic and uh, from abroad. And I always want to do that podcast like uh, same theme, same topic, but in a different language. So that means if I have uh, guests from abroad, I will do overdub for Czech people. 
and uh, maybe do something uh, of that in reverse if I have interesting Czech guests and do overdub into English. And uh, do you think it's a good idea to start just with the one language or or uh, basically do both of these podcasts uh, like simultaneously, uh, simul simultaneously together? Um, it depends on you. If you're if you're a person who's going to do the thing, just trust the process, get it done, one take, and you're up. If you're going to do it how you do your vlogs, where you just get on there, you just say what you need to say, and you get off, then you could do it in both languages because you would probably have time. But if you're a fussy person, and everyone's going to be different in the group, if you're a fussy person, if you're more particular, if you've got a long-term strategic goal and you're more of a planner... And if you're, if you're one of those people that Brian will tell off because you love to edit everything and polish everything, it's probably not going to work to do both in the beginning, at least for the mm -hmm. program. So you know yourself, you know, you know which of those people you are. You just have to decide, you know. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you can do it the quick way, then yeah. Um, if you're, yeah. And also it depends how you are in both languages. So um, if you're which language you're most fluent and most confident or what I call the language of your heart. In the language of your heart, you tend to be more expressive, more authentic. And remember, I mentioned that. Um, if you're going to be not as authentic in your other language, then do it in the authentic language, do it in the heart language, do it in the one that's going to reach your audience and get them right. on board um, and put the more emphasis on that one than you would on the other language. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right, so we're about to wrap it up. Um, does anyone have any pressing questions or any thoughts or um, issues that they would like to address before we get off this week? Yolanta? Okay. You've muted yourself instead of unmuting. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize that. Okay, I've been an expert on podcast. I will be demonstrating some little instruments for grandparents. I probably need to use another mic, not the one with the guest. Um, would you recommend any brand, any other mic for that purpose? For, for the other person? You mean you want yeah, them to have a mic? Uh, no, no. When I will demonstrate certain instruments and I need both hands, do I need to use another mic or just put that mic that I use with the guests, put it on the stand and still be able to dem demonstrate and grab grab whatever musical instrument I need to show? Um, how would you go about that? Mm, I, I don't know. I think that's a question for a music. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have to put that one to the group. I would say if you've got a good standard mic, it should be fine. Um, if you've got something, because you've been doing music uh, for a long time, haven't you been working in music yeah, and sound? My whole life, basically. Yes. Yeah, so what equipment do you currently have or that you've been using throughout your career? Well, the instruments, demonstrating some instruments that the grandparents can actually start with. So there will be sound making objects. So I need to hold that, explain how to use it demonstrate I need to use my hands 
as well as speak at the same time. So I guess that mic has to be stationary or I put one. Oh, the, the I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I understand what you're saying. Right. This is my mic. So I. it sounds like you might need a mic like this So or something similar. So I have, it's called the Blue Yeti and they have... Um, a number of different ones but this one will bring it up quite a lot and it's got this kind of base i'm very clumsy so i chose one that, I, that doesn't come down because i know when i wave my arms around when i talk i would knock it and make sounds and things like that so i use this one that has a flat base and i just keep it here on my desk where i know it's safe and it's very heavy as well nothing can happen to it um, and then i have the pop filter because i'm again i'm also clumsy and i knock things and i do all sorts of uh things that i shouldn't do that christina would <laughs> probably mention in, in her segment of the call but that's what I use um but we do have a couple of people actually in this group who are in movie film different industry Ulrich you're a filmmaker can you give any recommendations on mics um based on what Yolanta's saying yeah I think it depends on what instrument you are uh, playing so if you go with the flute or if you go with the piano it's all different uh uh, and for the filmmaking, we have a directed uh, microphone and, and, and you need very different microphones for drum, uh, drumming or, or heavy sounds. So mm -hmm. it depends what you are showing up. I think a general like you, you use uh, and showed will do it. And you can, you can just, I understand the situation is important. The situation is, uh, that it's not to echo, it's uh, Yolanda and, and the, the music maker or she, if she wants to play, uh, it's not, uh, they are close to the microphone or in the same distance, that it's not, the speaking is, uh, is uh, um, loud and then the other is uh, over it. So you have to find the right distance to make it easy. Yes, yeah. one has to test it, I guess. Yeah, I would say get a good stand, uh, a microphone that's on a stand yeah. to start off with. Don't go high end because if it doesn't work for you, um, then you're going to have to get another one later. Um, but the thing is, it, it doesn't hurt in podcasting to have more than one microphone. Um, I've always done my episodes at my desk um, throughout my um time podcasting so this mic works for me and this was a gift actually somebody bought me this um when I was doing a lot of podcasting and they said oh I've got something for you because we went to do online teaching and she was doing online teaching she said oh I've got this mic and it would be great for you for podcasting so she bought one for me and it's worked for me but I do know other podcasters who have got um, a range of mics for different contexts and and these ones you know the headphones we often say here that the headphones that come with the iPhone for example the wired ones or whatever. Some people even use the, the wireless ones, um, the ear pods and things like that. And some people say they're all fine um, for what they do for podcasting. But I think for you, Yolanta, because you're going to use the instruments, I would say you get yourself something like this one that I showed you. But um, we will give some recommendations here on the course this week um, when we talk about setting up your platform, but also go out there and do a little bit of research if you're not convinced or you want to know a little bit more. And ask some of the people in the group who are maybe a bit more tech savvy or in Kia's group um, to give recommendations. If you see anyone who's got a fancy studio, what's there is someone in our group actually who has a studio. Yeah. So who is yeah. it? Um, I think um, 
I'll find out. He's in Holland. Yeah. Who was that? Who said that? He's, he's got a got a. He's he's in Hollywood. He's got a studio. Um, he's a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I forget his. I think it's is it Mick. I forget his name, but yeah, he's he'd be the person to ask. Yeah. So, but yeah, reach out on the main group. I would do oh, it. Oh, there. Yeah, I would do it straight after this call, actually, just before you go to whatever you're going to do. Just put a comment or a vlog on the group and say, is anyone a filmmaker or has got experience with um, sound and things like that? Because yours is quite unique and you you might want to get some feedback before you decide what to buy. Because they're not they're not cheap. Even um, a mid range one, it can be like, you know, or the, the a good starter might can be like 70, 80 dollars. Um, and that is not everyone's budget, you know, so. Do a bit of research before you buy it. But I, I've never had a problem with the Blue Yeti. I, I love it. It's and and let, uh, uh, can I add something? Yeah. And uh, I think don't make it too complicated. Uh, then you need a mixer and then you need other equipment and, and so on. It, it's, it's in rehearsal. You can try uh, and maybe for the instrument just to step one meter behind and it will do. And the situation must be clear uh, to, to, to have a, a corner where you put some curtain or you can look it up in the internet to make uh, uh, it, it will uh, swallow the echo. It, it will take away the echo. So I would keep it simple uh, because then you go in trouble. You need more and more equipment to make it very professional. Thanks so much, Ulrich and Carla. Great, great. No problem. All right, guys. So have a good week with your first episodes. Be authentic. Show who you really are on these first episodes. It's going to be fun. It's going to actually become an action now rather than just something that we're talking about. Um, I think if you're a perfectionist, you're going to be sweating this week because you're going to want to edit and do double takes and things like that. But try to resist that, please, Eric. I saw you. Did you just go like this and look up like, that's me she's talking to? <laughs> yes. Um, and remember, it's about your audience. If you're a person that gets in your own head, remember that your audience is the one that you're doing this for. It's not for you. Um, it's not to showcase how wonderful you are or to beat yourself up about how all the things you do that are wrong just focus on them and the message that you're going to bring and the problems that you're going to solve and that will help you to get out of your own head and um, one thing I do want to praise is your um, extra initiative this week about reaching out to each other in the chat and helping I know Pavel you were a bit of a cheerleader there and you had some extra calls and all sorts going on I could hear you guys there so well done for that I love that that was really good Keep that up. Reach out to each other this week if you have any issues. And also to me, if you get stuck with anything, just send me a message and we're here to support you. So awesome. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.